Never have an asking price. Okay. Have a suggested starting price. Okay. Because when you have that asking price, then now you're getting 30, 40 people going, okay, I'll take the property. I said I took it. Yeah, I said, I said I it. it. I'm I giving said you what it. you're asking. I'm Correct. giving you what you're asking. And then that allows me to go, well, that's just my suggested starting price. Right. You're the 10th person to call that, that said they would take it. Right. So in order to break the tie, I'm asking everyone to give me their highest and best offer. Right. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Welcome to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast, America's number one podcast for new real estate investors, where we know that finding discounted property is the most proven path to financial freedom. I am your host, Brent Daniels, Mr. TTP, Mr. Talk to People, and I am telling you this, if I can do it, so can you. So let's get started. This is an exciting podcast episode today because for the first time ever, I am bringing on one of my best friends. We've known each other since the year 2000. We played college football together, but why is that important? He is my disposition manager for the last two years. We just had our biggest year ever at just over $1.7 million with, listen to this, 50% profitability. That's no joke. My dad, my CFO told me that. I am telling you, and I've seen all the numbers. It's absolutely phenomenal. So we are going to pick his brain, put him in the hot seat and find out how to dispo and get bigger deals. Because the fact is this, the fact is that uh, 1.7 million, that's 42 and a half deals. That's a $40,000 a deal average. It is my absolute pleasure to bring one of the my favorite people in the world, Jeremy Thornburg, to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is exciting. So best year ever. We just celebrated this last week. We had a great time. It was a huge group effort, but you, everything comes through you. You comp every property. You build the cash buyer database. You communicate with all the cash buyers. You make sure that they're getting to title and closing out these deals. All of these things are absolutely critical for us to have the biggest year ever. So the question is, let me break this down. What have you learned this year that you think is really important moving forward in our business? Uh, The first thing that comes to mind is, you know, we did, we did like 42 deals, 42, 43 deals. And if you can squeeze out that extra two, three to 5K from every deal, mm-hmm. that's going to equal 200,000. I'm yeah. not, if, I'm, if I'm doing the math right, you know, up to $200,000 difference in your business. Yeah. And for some, yep. that's more than, that's double what they're doing. Right. So it's really important to try to squeeze every dime you can out of every deal. And that's kind of the mindset I take. Right. Every deal is... You know, I want to squeeze everything out of it. Right. So how do you do that? How do you do that and still have good relationships with your cash buyers? How do you do that and still have that healthy tension with the people that you're negotiating with? Because there's a lot of disappointed people because you get multiple offers on every single one of our properties Mm -hmm. and somebody gets disappointed. How do you deal with that? You know, I would say that for most buyers, 
we kind of have a short term relationship okay. because they find out that they can't win me over and like, Hey, send me the deal first. And I'm going to, I'll be your guy every time. It's kind of like, I want the highest offer every time. And mm -hmm. so they realize that out in a short time. And so right. it's kind of like a wave, like I'll have 10 guys that are real hungry for my deals. And then a couple months later, they're like, Hey, I keep, I keep having to pay a lot for your deals. And so I get 10 new guys and it's, it's kind of like revolving door. Okay. And if, if I notice, you know, my, I'm not getting what I want, yeah. then I'll, I'll come back and knock on their door. Hey, I got this new deal. And then they'll like it again. It's 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 kind of like a uh, revolving door yep. of buyers, and that's kind of my relationships with them. I found that if I'm like, you know, I, I'm dating them, mm -hmm. then they're not going to give me the, their best offer. Well, and listen, that that's exactly what happened to me when I was in the position to do disposition when I was starting this business. I was giving it to two guys. Yep two or three guys every single time. My average deal size was 12,000. Your average deal size is 40,000. Now, obviously we're in a big market. It's been a big ramp up. There's been good appreciation. Supply and demand has been in our favor this year, which is fantastic. We do mm -hmm. a great job negotiating with the property owners so that we can get good prices so that you have a good meaty deal to sell. But how do people like, if I were to just boom, just get rid of your cash buyer database right now. It just evaporates. You lose the file. Everything's gone. You have to start all over. How would you build your cash buyer database so that you can get back up and running and be able to sell these deals, not only quickly, but sell them to the right people that are going to close with the least amount of problems? To start off, I would first leverage other wholesalers who have big lists. Okay. Because... So what, just you, Google wholesalers? Yeah, you can uh, Google wholesalers, call them, act like you're going to buy a property, and then just like, hey, can uh, you help sell my deals? Yeah. Because they have those 5,000, 10,000 plus lists already. And if you're selling to your two, three buyers that you have, you're going to get way more using those wholesalers. Even even if you have to share the profits, you're going right. to end up having more. So that's the first thing I do is, is uh, network. Squat up. Ne yep, squat up, yeah. network. And you can use them to trade when you build up your list later on, like, Hey, I got 500. Can I trade you my 500 for your 500? So th now you're using them now to trade. You, you bought that, built that relationship with them. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time to build your own list, you got to hire a VA who's combing through those Facebook groups, you know, go to Facebook, Google, or LinkedIn, Phoenix, or, yeah. Phoenix, fix and flip group, yeah. Austin, fix and flip group, whatever you're at, whatever market, and you're just messaging everybody in that group. Hey, mm -hmm. you, you want to get on my list? I have a single family, multifamily, uh, off-market deals. Do you want to get on my list? And you get their email and their phone number. Well, another great way is uh, being a member of like a software company like uh, Batch, PropStream, all kinds of ones out there that have these cash buyers. Yeah. They have a list of them and you, you skip trace them, mm -hmm. skip trace those LLCs and get on the phone and try to get them on your list as well. Got it. Well, the big thing that we've done is we've been in, we've built relationships with other successful wholesalers around uh, the state here and traded lists, mm -hmm. sent them deals, set boundaries. Hey, you know, oftentimes, especially when we're getting started out, we go, hey, you know, other wholesaler that has a big list of cash buyers, will you sell the deal? And they're like, yeah, but we're splitting it 50-50. Well, we go, no, 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 no. We want to make this price. If you want to sell it for more than that, you keep whatever you sell it for more than that. And that's kept our profits way higher, right? Yeah, because when you when you get another wholesale on your list, the first thing they ask is, hey, 
can I JV? Hey, can you give me my set fee? They're trying to get their cut. Right. And you go, hey, this is how it works with me. The highest and best offer gets the deal. Right. Work in whatever you need to mm -hmm. on your end. If you're the highest and best offer, you're going to get the deal. Right. I don't do preset JV deals. Like, we don't need you that's in, in, we in that capacity. List. Yeah. Well, that's because mm -hmm. we built a big list. If you're starting from zero, then you, you might, might need, need to. Yep. Yeah. You might need to have that preset arrangement. Um, and that's what I did. Like mm -hmm. early on, I was selling it to other wholesalers, big time wholesalers in town here. And then I saw that they were making double, triple, four, five, ten times sometimes what I was making on these deals because they had the cash buyers. And that's when the light bulb went off. That's when I went, oh, this is a buyer's, this is a cash buyer game. That's how you be real successful in this business. Because I, and I was having this conversation with Philip, incredible out of Austin, Texas. It, it's almost like there's a race in business, right? Where you're, you're racing income versus expenses. And uh, as soon as you get that big deal, that 30, 40, 50, $60,000 deal, it's like you hit the boost and you're way further ahead with your expenses. And that's really the rocket fuel for our business is these big, massive deals. Because, I mean, we put Six-figure deal, deals. What, 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 what was the biggest one? Um, uh, what like, was Renaissance? It ended up being, I think, 146. 146. After get some that refunds, pushes so. us. That's a big boost, mm -hmm. right, from our expenses. But that comes from cash buyer database. I'm telling you, if you want to make the most and squeeze the most out of every opportunity that you come across, one, learn how to negotiate really well on the front side and get the seller to give us the price. We always get the biggest deals from that. And number two, get it exposed to as many buyers as possible so that they push up the price on what you make on it. Yeah, because if, if you don't have enough people that want the property, right. it's really hard to create the frenzy. Of course. And that frenzy is what drives that price up. Mm -hmm. And that's one tip I, I want to share too, is never have an asking price. Okay. Have a suggested starting price. Okay. Because when you have that asking price, then now you're getting 30, 40 people going, okay, I'll take the property. I said I took it. Yeah, I, I said, I said I it. it. I'm I giving you what it. you're asking. I'm right. giving you what you're asking. And then that allows me to go, well, that's just my suggested starting price. Right. You're the... 10th person to call that, that said they would take it. Right. So in order to break the tie, I'm asking everyone to give me their highest and best offer. Right. And then you let them know exactly what you're going to do. Hey, what I'll, do do I'll make a decision. At you? I mean, it's kind of like a dance, right? They're like, they're wanting that quickie. Yeah. You know, they're just like quick, quick and they over. Want a lower like, price. Yeah. They want the deal. And so you're having to kind of like dance it around and bring them back to you're in control. You have what they want. Mm -hmm. It's real important to have that mindset. Yeah. That, you're in control of the whole situation because until you say yes, they got to do what you tell them to do because right. you have the property. Uh, just a quick little announcement, which is going to be absolutely incredible, is everybody that joins the TTP coaching program uh, gets to talk to Jeremy every Wednesday. He's doing live support. Actually, my whole team on Monday is Jackie talking about lead generation and all the lists and all the operations. Tuesday, it's me. On Wednesday, it's Jeremy. And on Thursday, it's Ryan and Chad are acquisition managers. So they get access to the whole team. It's going to be absolutely game-changing. It's going to be phenomenal. But yeah, anyway, what, what do you do when when they're mad at you? When when they're like, you know what? Never send me a deal again. You'll never last in this business. You don't know who I am. How does that affect our business? I, I honestly say good riddance okay. to them. Yep. I mean, that it comes down to that, how big your list is. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the common responses. No, not that common. Like 10% of the time, 
when I go, that's just my suggested starting price to go, yeah. what is this, an auction? Yeah. You know, I don't have time for this. I'll never buy one of your deals. And I go, okay, hey, okay. hey if you're not with the highest and best offer, then take care. Yeah. You know, I got plenty of other guys that want it. Yeah. And that that's the mindset you got to have. And I, I guess when you have that 10-person list, 50-person, 200, you got to have that more of a relationship, mm -hmm. and you're going to have to treat it a little differently. Yeah. But on the big, when you have that big list, those people that get mad, mm -hmm. it's because they're not going to be the highest and best offer. Right. They, they lose out on those situations. Right. Well, people are trying to negotiate by bullying. Mm -hmm. And when you're new, it, it, it's intimidating. When you're new, you don't know it. Wait, am I? I always thought that somebody was going to like ruin my career, my business, if I didn't sell them a deal. Like I'd be blacklisted or something. That's all fantasy. That's all fake. There's so many buyers out there for these opportunities. It's our job to build up that database. And I think what you're, you're talking about, about having a VA go in, scrape the list so that you can reach out to all these people, build the relationship, add them to the list is key. What do we pay for that VA? Hourly. Oh, $2 an hour. $2 an hour. Where'd you find? What's that? Up, Upwork? Upwork. Upwork or Fiverr or something? Fiverr or yeah. something like that. It okay. Was, it was uh, one of our cold callers found her and then I just kind of stole her from him. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. To uh, piggyback on the uh, them getting mad. Yeah. Like they always are bullying. They, they always try to bully you, right? Hey, I just put, I, I just, I'll get 5K in right now. Yeah. I just put it in. What's it? Oh, Pioneer title? I have it in already. Yeah. Hey, that's great, but I haven't said yes to you. You're in control. You can let them bully you as much as you want. You just have to sit back mm -hmm. and say, okay, but this is what we're going to do. Right. Like you're, oh, I gave you what you're asking. Mm -hmm. Well, you're the 10th one. So this is what we're going to do. Right. Give me your highest and best by 6 p.m. Right. You always just have to bring it back, listen to their bullying and say, great, but this is what we're going to do. Right. Now, are they bullying you by calling or texting or email? What is it? I like to be on the phone. I, okay. like, to, I like to TTP it. Yeah, that's right, baby. <laughs> um, in one conversation, yeah, you can change them from a 320 offer to a 350 mm -hmm. offer sometimes. Yep. And how what, do you do that? How do you change it from a 320 to a 350? By being honest. Yeah. Creating that, keeping that healthy tension during mm -hmm. the conversation. Mm -hmm. Hey, hey, my, can you do 320? Uh, I would love to, man. I would love to, but I already have like, 10 people that are at asking or, or over. Yeah. Then, you know, I'm, I'm asking everybody to give me their highest and best offer. And he's like, well, how will 340 do it? Uh, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm ask, asking, uh, you're, you're around that ballpark, but, you know, I'm asking everyone to get their highest and best offer by 6 p.m. Okay. He's like, all right, put me down for 350. All right. Just in one conversation, yep. I got him up 30K. Yep. And another. And, and then the beautiful thing, Jeremy, is we see them buy it for 350, put 50 into it, and sell it for 500 or 525 or 550. You know what I mean? We mm -hmm. sell really good deals and still make 40K a deal because one, we're getting really good at negotiating. Two, the market's really hot. And three, the amount uh, we never put out a deal where we don't think somebody's going to win. Nope. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's really important. And I and think you do a really good job of making sure that, hey, listen, it still has to have enough meat on the bones. We're going to see, listen, maybe somebody wants to buy this as a rental, like our multifamily deals that we sell all the time. You know, you sell these multifamily, you're selling it to a different buyer. They're going to pay more. Rental buyers are going to pay more for these deals than, say, a fix and flipper that needs to put significant repairs in. There's like a hierarchy like the bottom of the hierarchy is other wholesalers right mm -hmm. they try to give you the lowest price then flippers then rental portfolio buyers and then people that want to like live in the property right yeah and you never know which buyer is going to show up that's why you if you set that asking price 
you're limiting yourself. Yeah. Because that buyer that wants to live in the property is going to pay way more than what your numbers told you. Right. And that's kind of why you have to have that like technique of, shoot, I sent this out way lower than I should have, mm -hmm. but I'm going to get it back to where it should have been in the first place. You got to have that, that TTP. To, yeah. You don't want to see that HUD settlement statement at the end and see that they assigned it for 20K right. plus. Like I'm fine with 1500 if I use a network of a really great buyer mm -hmm. or another wholesaler had a great buyer and he has 1500 on there, 2000. Mm -hmm. I'm fine with that. If they're the highest and best, I can live with that. But if I see 20K, it just breaks my heart. Right. So everything I do is to try to eliminate that from right. happening. Love it. Let's switch tracks a little bit to the hot button issue right now, which is hedge funds. Selling to hedge funds, finding hedge funds, being introduced to hedge funds. Hedge funds, what are they buying? And what percentage are they buying at? Because we've sold two recently to hedge funds at retail, maybe even above retail price, mm -hmm. right? And so, th I think that's the the new frontier because uh, these hedge funds are just pouring into the certain markets. Mm -hmm. I'd say first you have to know what they're buying. They're not buying anything with solar majority of the time. They're not buying condos majority of the time, townhomes they're not buying. They're buying um, single family homes with three no bedrooms, pools. yeah, three bedrooms plus. Yep. And some have certain uh, buy amounts like in your market, 350 or less. Just knowing what they're looking for. How do you find hedge funds? I found them through talking to your realtors, just our network. Yep. Talking to other wholesalers. Oh, I'm, I'm wholesaling to this hedge fund. You know, that's where we found a few of them. Yeah. And I think, again, just checking out these uh, softwares, these cash buyers are buying the most properties. Yeah. Majority of the time, they're going to end up being a hedge fund. Because right. that hedge fund we uh, recently sold to, they had 30 closings in one day. Oh, yeah. So they're going to pop up on these things as one of the top buyers in your in your market. Yep. And you can get that at PropStream, ttpdata.com, ttpdata.com. That gives you the list of the top cash buyers, and then you can sort them by how many linked properties and, and the volume of the properties that they're buying. It's phenomenal. So uh, definitely check that out to start pulling. And then what you do is you have to pull on... You got to pull on the string a little bit and get it to the point where you find the real estate agent that's representing the hedge funds and then build that relationship and then sell those deals. But I will tell you this, they're not for the big rehab projects. Nope. They want to keep it under 30 grand. They only buy in certain areas and they're looking for very specific criteria. But the beautiful thing is if you reverse engineer what they're looking for and you put your efforts towards these, you can offer people a lot more for their properties knowing that you can sell it at retail or above retail prices to these hedge funds that are just looking to get as many properties as they can. Now, listen, hedge funds will stop on a dime. They will just stop funding. They'll send an email. They'll cut it off. They'll lose their earnest money. All of a sudden, they'll just be done. So you don't want to necessarily build a whole business around it, but I think it's a good strategy to get really big deals, right? Yeah, it's a great strategy when you find that property that just needs a lipstick or right. it's already in rental condition or fix or flip condition already. Right. But like a lot of people are asking me, well, what are they going to pay? Mm -hmm. You really don't know until they do their inspection right. and they go, so I want to stress that you evaluate every deal like it's going to be a wholesale deal. Yes. Because if you're this is a tight deal. I'm going to cl close on it and hope that this hedge fund can can buy it at the price. It's it's too much of a risk, right. I think. Just evaluate every deal like you would normally. Yeah. 
and then go and check, okay, what's my buyer's list going to pay for? What's this hedge fund guy going to pay? What's offer pad if you're closing on it? You can check every route mm -hmm. and then be like, this was the highest and best. All right, let's get tactical here. What do you use to blast out deals? I use MailChimp. MailChimp. Which some people have had problems. Okay. How do you not have problems with MailChimp? Well, when I did it back in uh, 2019, uh -huh. when I started to back up, I sent out the first blast, instantly a red flag. Real estate proved to me, they're like, prove to me where, where you got your list. Yeah. And I had to show them like a web form mm -hmm. and the website and wrote out this nice email. And then they're like, okay, you're good to go. Yeah. I've had some of our students do the same thing and they they still said, you're not good to go. Right. So there's there's all these other different platforms that allow blast you to email blasts. Mm -hmm. But I've only used MailChimp, so I can only tell you okay. about MailChimp. Now, do you blast first? Walk me through your process of Dispo. We've got the deal. We've got the pictures. We've got the access set up. Now, what do you fill out to send? Is it through a website? I mean, so, I know. I'm just... Yeah, so I go to, go to MailChimp. Yep. And I have a preset template. Okay. How'd you build the template? I took it off the old Dispo guy, Billy. Yep. And I just kind of tweaked it a little bit. You, you can like have different squares, like where you put the pictures. Yeah. Um, I keep it real short. You can build a template in, in MailChimp. MailChimp. Yep. Fantastic. So I have like our, our brand mm -hmm. logo at the top. Mm -hmm. Then I have the picture of the house. And then I have the box of like the details. I just do keep it real simple. The top I do suggested starting price mm -hmm. in red. Mm -hmm. And then I have the the address and the bedrooms and the year it was built. Anything particular about if it has a pool or if somebody giant wanted to get a, size. If somebody wanted to get an example of this, where would they go to join our email list? Or if they wanted to buy a property, how would people get like see what this looks like? Um they can email me. Okay. I can send them a sample. Yeah. Or uh, just say, hey, I want to join your buyer's list at jeremy at offerarizona.com. Jeremy at offerarizona.com. Mm -hmm. yep. And if you're watching this, we'll put it in. Uh, obviously, it'll be in the show notes, but we'll put it across the screen. And it, it's real simple. I don't put like comps. Right. Unless I think it's like, I really need to sell this property. Yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to push this right. past right. where it should be. Then I'll throw some com the That's comps. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. If not, I'm like, this is a great, great deal. I'm sending no comps. How do you title the subject of the email so that it's, you know, catches the eye, hooks them? So I'll, I'll put off market slash wholesale. Yep. And then I'll put dash, whatever it is, like mm -hmm. Phoenix, mm -hmm. this zip code, if it's a hot zip code. Yep. Single, well, whatever hot it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. whatever whatever is going to... If it's the neighborhood, if it's the zip code, if it's the city, if it's the area, mm -hmm. if you know what I mean, whatever is the... With the known popular thing among investors, you need to put that in your subject line. And I'll let them know what it is. Fix and flip, buy and hold, multifamily. I want my buyers to know what they're opening up. Mm -hmm. I want to catch their attention and be like, okay, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Because I have buyers from Tucson, Phoenix, mm -hmm. Flagstaff on this list. Mm -hmm. If they're a Tucson buyer, I don't want to have to waste their time opening up a Phoenix property. Right. So that's why I let them know about all that. Right. And, and, and going back to the comps, I don't put the comps on there mm -hmm. because every buyer evaluates the property differently. Right. He might think it's worth 400. Mm -hmm. And if I'm telling him ARV is 380, mm -hmm. I just lost 20K right there. Right. Because he might be better at that area than I am. Love it. So then the blast goes out and then are people responding to you by phone or is it text? Is it is it email? So I'll, I'll put my phone number on there mm -hmm. and my personal email. Okay. 
and I say call or text or email me. Love it. A lot of people don't put their personal information on there, but I love doing the TTP. And here's here's another tip is I don't answer the phone or text or emails right away. Right. Because if you do, now they're in control. They think, hey, I just saw this email. Yeah. I'm yeah. in the advantage. I have the advantage now because I'm the first one to call them. So I let it go marinate for like 30 minutes. And I'm just, I have a little spreadsheet, mm-hmm. buyer's name, contact information and notes, offer, whatever, whatever they tell me. Yeah. And I just put them in order mm-hmm. of when they called or texted or emailed. And then every deal, every deal. Wow. Yeah. I mean, sometimes they're not hot. You no, know, you, you only get like three people. Right. But this is ideally you want a hot one. Yeah. You know, you set the price right where yeah. it's not too high, not too low. And you're just, you're getting like 20, 30 people wanting the property. Mm-hmm. And I go in there and I let it marinate a little bit. And then I come back. I'm like, oh, sorry. I missed your call. I was talking to all these other buyers. My phone is being blown up. Right. I'm setting that tension like, oh, this, I'm going to have to give them my best offer here. Yep. Because if you answer that phone right away, they're like, hey, uh, I'll, t- I'll take it. What are you going to do? You have to lie to them. Like, hey, I just got a bunch of calls. Right. But hey, you just sent this to me 30 seconds Yeah, ago. never lie. Yeah. Yeah. Let you want to be, be, be honest yeah. all the time and stick to your word. Right. So that's why I let it marinate and I'm like, sorry, it was, my phone was getting blown up because it was. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Yep. And hey, you're the third, fourth person that wants the property because they call you when you don't answer it, they'll text you and say, mm-hmm. I'll take it. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. So mm-hmm. you, you got all this evidence. Yeah. You got all this truth to yeah. use against them yeah to create a frenzy and that, that's what i do I, I remember uh sure one time i another thing is I, I i try to lift my energy yeah i try not to answer it when i'm vulnerable like a, one time i answered the uh, phone i got a butt naked out of the shower <laughs> and i a buyer called and i picked it up and uh he's like i'll take the property and i'm like oh you're like the third one that wants it um he's like what's your buy it now price uh-huh. and for some reason i just he got you i was he in a vulnerable you. situation you know you're butt naked yeah i was in a vulnerable situation and he got me and i and i said like a price and yeah. i never i never do that yeah you know i was just say hey you know give, give me your best. highest give me your highest yeah. and best yeah and he got me with that what's your buy it now price and i, I said like 10k over what the suggested starting price was and, yeah. and once i say that yeah i have to stick to my word right. And I was like, never again am mm-hmm. I answering the phone butt naked out of the shower. <laughs> <laughs> That's rules for everybody. Listen, that is a rule for everybody. Make sure that you write that down. Yeah, no, or, that, or if you have low energy. Right. You got to be in, you got to be in mm-hmm. a positive area. You got to have lights on. You got to be standing up. You got to be powerful. You got to be confident. You got to be certain. It's the same thing that we talk about when we talk about going on seller appointments is you need to have the certainty and likability. Right. You can't be you can't be a jerk to people nope. or you're just going to build a bad reputation. It's just not going to feel good to do business with us. And we don't want that. We want them to know, listen, come correct. Come with your best your best stuff. If you really want this deal, we're going to work with you. I mean, we're, we're going to make this as smooth and easy and fun and exciting as possible. But if you're not the highest and, and you're not the best, then we're going to go with somebody else that is, and maybe we'll get you next time. But if you go with that low energy and it's like a weird time of day, or you just like, I don't know, you did hot yoga and you're all exhausted <laughs> or something, you know, it, it, yeah. this really plays. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, this really plays into when you send out those properties and as you're negotiating it, right? Are you finding that in the morning is the best time to send out deals? Yeah, I like to send it out in the morning to give me all day to, to talk. What days don't you send out deals? On Fridays. Right. 
You know, what about Saturdays? Uh, I've I've never done a weekend either. Right. Yep. I'm Friday's telling you guys, if you blast out deals Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you are going to lose so much money. You are going to lose so much money. It is an absolute fact. Real estate investors that are cash buyers are wild. And by the time it's Friday, they're checked out. I'm telling you, yeah, they're, they're checked out. It's, 12 the, it's, the lowest, the it's the lowest open rate. Mm-hmm. It's the lowest response rate. And if you have the lowest open and response rate, all of a sudden, boom, you have less people that are going to want the property. Less people means less profits. Yep. It just does. That's the fact. I love it. I love it. And then so from there, you select it and you build the relationship and you get the deal sold and you follow up with them and make sure everything's going smooth and you move on. Let's move on to the last thing that I want to talk about, which is comping properties. This is a big, tough thing when we're starting is the whole fact, is this a deal or not a deal? And then the second question we ask ourselves is, how big of a deal is it? So when it comes to comping, when you're looking, like specifically, when you're looking at the comps, what are you looking for? Uh, the first thing I look for is the the cream of the crop. The okay. one that's already been uh, remodeled. Yep. And the highest per square foot within plus or minus 200 square foot. Okay. So let's say we had a 1,500 square foot house. It was a 3-2. I want to find the same bed and baths, mm-hmm. plus or minus 200 for square foot, and the highest sold, best looking remodel. Same levels, though, too. Oh, yeah. Same levels. You don't want to compare a two-story and a single story. Or a three-story or, if you're most of the country. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Yep. If it's two-story, you can't do it with a one-story. If it's a you know three-story or a basement and they don't have base. You got to make sure that it's like for like, yep. same level, same main amount of levels, plus or minus 200 square feet typically, and in the neighborhood first. And you're looking for what is the king sale in yep. that neighborhood? What is the highest sale? What is that one that they just went all out on the remodel and it looks fantastic and they sold it for the highest price, right? Yeah, because that's how I'm going to sell the property. Right. You know, I'm going to like, hey, like you see that 400. This is the potential. Yep. Yeah. This is the potential. This is ARV. Especially on a market that's going up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be that and then some. Right. So maybe if it's a market that's tanking a little bit, you're going to maybe do averages because yep. it might be worth What less. do you mean averages? What does that mean? Oh, you know, like your top three comps. What, you add them up and divide by three? Yep. Okay. You know, you might do some averages. And then from there, I, how do you know what to offer? Because every just so everybody knows the process, every lead that comes in is followed up with Chad. Chad then shortens the timeline. Chad is our junior acquisition manager. He then shortens the timeline, and when they're ready to make a decision, plus or minus two weeks to a month, uh, he sends it over to Ryan. Ryan then goes, closes the deal, and, and as we're getting it closed and negotiated, he goes to you and says, Jeremy, what's the highest I can go on this, right? Yep. And you, how do you break this thing down? So the lead comes in, Chad will kind of filter it out if it has all the pillars, it's looking good, and then he'll at me in Podio, mm-hmm. and then I'll take a look at it. I'll go in there and do my comp, and I'll send, I send him a little lower than the max, what we can do, because I want, I think it's a mental thing to see a higher number, like our maximum allowable offer is 300. I think it's a mental thing for, Ryan hates it when I'm like, I tell him this, like, I don't want to give you like the highest because I think it's a mental thing where your acquisition guy goes in there and he goes, I think I can, I can go up to 300. Right. I want them to have the mental picture of like, I want this as low as possible and maybe like 270 is the maximum allowable offer in their head. Right. Even though he knows 
then you can do a little more. I just, mm-hmm. I just want him to only see that number on Podio. Yeah. Because if he sees that 300, I think it just... Podios are uh, contact management or CRM. CRM. And all of that, all of that is communicated through the system in our CRM. Ryan goes, okay, 270 is the number. Jeremy gave me 270. And he comes back and he goes, can we do 285? Their lowest price is 285. Yeah, that works. Yeah, he'll call me from the car sometimes. You know, he's in an appointment. Mm Mm-hmm. Go out there and be like, oh, I need to go talk to my finance manager. He likes to call, yeah. c- call me. Yeah. And he goes in there and he calls me. He goes, hey, 285. I'm like, oh, yeah, done deal. You Love know, it. That's, a de- that's a good deal. Awesome. And when you're looking at it, because there's a lot of different calculations on what is your max allowable offer, you've got ARV, right? So you figured out what's the after repaired value. And then what do you do to get down to the MAO, the max allowable offer? So we did our comp. Let's mm-hmm. say it was three hundred. Yep, we got our be- biggest and baddest comp at three hundred. Then we'll minus uh, or we'll times that by what our market percentage is. Like you know what the investor investor is wanting. You know ten percent minus holding costs mm-hmm. and closing costs and realtor commissions, whatever that. I like to do 0.84 for mm-hmm. Phoenix. Yep, it doesn't leave them a lot of room for like the holding costs and all that, but. Our highest and best offer guy is going to be a guy that is a realtor mm-hmm. and saves on costs, yeah, has cash, either has cash. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're we're kind of figuring out that range, the highest and best. Even though with this market, we've kind of been being 0.89, 0.9. Right. Yeah, we've been pushing it. I just wanted that low, the lowest number in Ryan's head. Yep. And so ARV times 0.84. Yep. Minus repairs. Yep. Minus our assignment fee, which. Yep. I started out at 25K. Right. And in reality, this number that I'm giving them is more like 40, 50K deal Mm -hmm. when it's all said and done. Right. And then that's what we've been getting. Yeah. What you put down there is usually what you average out. Yeah. That's what our brains Mm -hmm. do, though. Mm -hmm. We find what we're looking for. So if that's what it is, that's what we find. I mean, it's just that is how it works, especially with what we do, because we're so proactive with our lead generation. Oftentimes, you know, and well, I'd say 70% of the time we're, we're negotiating against another person, but the 30% that we're not, uh, we get phenomenal deals. And, and Ryan does a great job of pulling the Amazing price, job, yep. pulling the price out of the mm-hmm. seller. So that's phenomenal. Well, I think we makes, hit makes dispo so easy when your acquisition well, yeah, guy just yeah. kills it. Yeah. You're like, Oh, I got like 50 yeah, K spread. Think, here's the thing. And I think that this is important and, and you have done very well selling the deals and very well, uh, compensated for doing it. I mean, it's been a phenomenal year all the way around. And some people go, well, you know, Dispo, I just pay 350 bucks to for somebody to Dispo their deal. And I say to them, you are losing so much money. You are losing so much money because we have a sliding scale where if you make zero to 15,000 on a deal, you get 5%. If you make 15 to 30, you get seven and a half. If you make over 30, you get 10%. There is an incentive for you to get the most out of every deal. Not only that, there's an incentive for you to keep building the cash buyer database so that we can get bigger and more, a uh, bigger, uh, robust and hungry cash buyer database, which then leads to bigger deals. So I think it's a huge mistake if anybody out there is just kind of like throwing, you know, dispo under the bus, making it seem like, well, it's easy. It's not hard to sell these deals. You're right. It is easy to sell these deals and make 10,000 or 15,000 or 20,000. It is much harder 
averaging forty thousand dollars a deal. Yeah, I could I could sell a property in five minutes most of the time. Right. It's like, oh yeah, sure, take twenty five k. Right. It's eight hours of conversations on the phone that stretches that out to forty. Yep. Do you have, and we'll finish with this. And by the way, guys, I'm going to ask the question, then I'm going to give some. I'm going to give you some time to think about it. I want you to break down what you think is kind of a fun, unique, so like whatever deal pops in your head. I want to ring this bell and just whatever deal dispo wise was kind of crazy or kind of wacky or kind of fun or whatever else, or, or it's just popping out to you this year. Give me a second, guys. Jeremy at offerarizona.com. And listen, if you live in Arizona, if you live specifically in Phoenix, but anywhere in Arizona and you want some help comping and you want some help uh, getting uh, your deals sold, Jeremy at OfferArizona.com. Jeremy at OfferArizona.com. Reach out to him. We can definitely help you out if you want to get bigger, bigger deals on the opportunity or bigger profits on the deals that you have. All right. So let's break down a deal. All right. I'll, let's break down um, an 80% completed uh, new build yep. in Lakeside, Arizona. Okay. It was one of my favorite dispos because I had no idea where to price it. Right. And I, I believe I sent it out at like 335. Okay. And so I started at 335. I was like, it was tough. You couldn't, I couldn't find like a lot of comps because it's a new build. It's 80% completed. You don't really know what the repairs are going to be unless you send out a contractor. Um, didn't have a garage door, all this, all this stuff. Yeah. So, so I was like, you know, I'm, this is, I'm going to have to do a lot of work if I have this price wrong. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, I did. It was yeah. like, 30 calls right away. Oh, you were too low. Yeah, it was way too low. Yeah. You know, uh, Lakeside, Arizona is kind of like a, a great uh, place where everybody wants their it's vacation, second home. Their vacation yeah. home. And yep. so you're getting all kinds of buyers that want it for themselves. Right. Um, you got people want to get it for an Air- Airbnb. They're, they're calling, asking questions, what it needs, as it has HVAC, AC. I'm just on the phone all day long. Right. And so... I told him, "Hey, I'm I'm getting calls like crazy. Mm-hmm. Give me your highest and best, and, yeah. and I'll make I'll try to make a decision by like 8 p.m. tonight. And I'm just getting calls like crazy. So people were like, "I'll take it 3:35. Then it was 3:40. Then it was 3:50. And what I do is once everyone gets all their uh, offers in, yeah, I don't do it every time because if you have the same buyers, yeah, they'll, they'll kind of catch wind of what you're doing. So yeah. it's, that's why I'm saying it's kind of like a wave of what buyers I'm sure. working with." And so this one particular had a lot of new buyers that I didn't work with a lot. So what I do is I get all their offers in and I start rejecting the bottom. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you're 340. I, I had, let's say my, I think my highest was like 375 at this yeah. point. Hey, sorry, I, I appreciate you trying to get this deal, but there was a lot higher offers. Mm-hmm. And then what you do is you start rejecting these lower offers. Yep. They go, where, where, where do I need to be at? Where do I need to be? I want this. Yeah. You know, they had so much more room on this yep. property, yep. right? Whatever their numbers were, like this is a 150K deal at this point, or they just love this spot and they wanted the, their vacation spot. So yep. what, what do I need to be at? Like, well, to be honest, you're way, it was way higher. Like, like what is it, 380? Do I need to be at 380? You know, it's in the ballpark. What's your highest and best? Yeah. You know, I don't like to share other people's offers. What's, yeah. What's your highest and best? Three ninety five is the best. So now the guy that's at top now is in second. Right. The guy that was at the bottom is now in first. Right. So then I go to the next guy and reject him the same way. Mm-hmm. And I do. I went through it all the same way. Mm-hmm. And by the time that guy that the guy that used to be at top is now like in fifth place. Right. So then it's the first time I'm rejecting him because mm-hmm. he was at the top. Then now he's back in the top, and it was just went back and forth this way. 
And I'm like, guys, I told you to give me your highest and best. Like, right. what, what's going on here? Like, I'm just teasing them because I'm I'm not br- trying to break my break my word. Yeah, I'm bringing it back to them. Hey, you told me that was your highest and best. I'm like, hey, you're the one that's breaking your word because mm-hmm. you don't want buyers to think that you're, you know, like yeah, just like, fl- just lying to them to get yeah, the price, trying to get the price yeah. up. I'm, so I'm just sitting back, letting them do their own thing, letting them break their word, and I'm yeah. just like. And, and so what what did we get it so at? it ended up being i think it was 410 yeah it was like 405 or 410 you started at 335 335 and got it up to 410 yep it was, it and was what, so we, what did we net on it i think it was a i mean oh, i think it was a hundred and it was like a hundred and something yeah. k deal but it was it was a jv deal that someone brought me got it so we had to share i think our cut was 70k i got think it. it was got it because you just bit yeah. them up, you just bit them up. Uh, yeah, it was, know, it was it was a, it was a big deal, even with uh, being a JV fifty fifty. Right, got it. So hey, bring me your deals, yeah. and maybe I can get it up to. That's it, Jeremy. <laughs> and I well, let's ring the bell for that. Yep, that's awesome. I love it. I love it. I love it, and I love you. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for being part of the team. It is nothing is better than celebrating with the people that you love. And uh, we certainly celebrated it last uh, last Friday at the company party, which was, oh, uh, yeah, which was uh, incredible. But uh, thank you for being I, on I here. I was kissing uh, grown men. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And thank you. Thank you for joining us on this podcast. If you want to reach out to Jeremy, again, Jeremy and Offer Arizona. And if you're interested in joining the most proactive group in real estate investing, it is the TTP program, the TTP coaching. Go to wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. That's wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. Check it all out. Check out the testimonials. Check out all the people that have had success. If it feels good in your gut, sign up for a call. And I'm telling you, this next year coming up is going to be absolutely bananas because every single day, Monday through Thursday, is going to be support calls. Not only that, you get access to my cell phone number. We work together privately and one-on-one. So it's absolutely incredible. If it feels good, sign up. I look forward to working with you. And that's it. That's it for this podcast. And as always, I sign off encouraging you to go out there and talk to people. See you. Love you. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.